I don't think I'm that big a fan of Mox wrestling. Uh, I like Mox wrestling, but I guess I don't. I don't like it in the main event. Yeah, maybe maybe that that I can see more. I, I like his Mox is like lower main event, upper mid tier. That's where God, that's what where a I, take I for Dylan to return on. <laughs> what a take. Oh, here we go. Ah, the boy is back. The boy is back. This is a take that we get when he jumped on the call. He asked if Kenny was back, and we said no. And he's like, all right, you're getting this Dylan tonight. I'm about to have to fuck you up then. (laughs) I'm going to have to take my frustration out on someone. It's an honest appraisal. The man is the best brawler in wrestling, but like that can only run main event scene for so long. None of his feuds are compelling. I don't know if it's not the feuds that are compelling. It's like the matches, the matches are not my favorite parts of his feuds. I can say that, usually. Yeah. The only compelling feud was with, was with Eddie, and Eddie carried the fuck out of that. I, no, the MJF feud right before that was also killer. So. I said they enjoyed the MJF Again, feud. MJF carried yeah. that. John just... Moxley is a babyface antagonist. Yeah, he's an anti-hero. No, no, nothing he does is heroic. Yeah. He doesn't save anybody. He doesn't help anyone. He has friends. It's okay. His friends are arguably all horrible people. <laughs> I mean, Eddie that's... Kingston is not a good person. There is no world in which you can look at kayfabe and be like, Eddie Kingston's a good guy. No, no, he's not. Did you hear the shit he says yep. to Chris Jericho every week? I'm not saying he's telling a good his guy. Kids, telling his kids to kiss their dad goodbye because he's not coming back the same? No. I'm not That's saying it. he is a good guy. I am saying he is the right guy. Does Blake have a switchblade? Oh, it's your vape. It looked you were shaking it with such violence. <laughs> Don't fucking touch me. I've been watching The Sopranos all week. It's it's a switchblade vape. He likes to breathe with the switchblade. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And start the show. So welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling, and I rode the Jungle Cruise, and all I got was dead old Scotty Moore. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm the main eventer that's not quite the main eventer, Blake Tanner. I guess I'm back now? (laughs) I'm back! Dylan? I'm back! Ah, he's back, and he has a knack. Making things better with his hot takes. Also, to clarify my uh, my opening statement, um, so Joey Ryan's back at it again, and in the weirdest way possible, because apparently when wrestling didn't work out for him, he went, well, Jungle Cruise is hiring, and decided to get a job at Disneyland. Uh-huh. And when somebody brought it up, he was, and it made, they, and it made, probably fired his ass. <laughs> when he brought it up, and it made uh, wrestling news, he was fired. Yeah, uh, a Disneyland spokesperson was like, "And they are no longer employed by us. This is no longer our issue." Uh, because lucky for, well, not anymore. Lucky for him, um, he you know applied with his real name 
and everyone was saying, Joey Ryan did these horrible things. And he's like, but I'm just Willow Joseph Meehan. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> uh, he did so that voice. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> so Forbidden Door. Wow. Huh? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what what a fucking what a fucking show though. Like it was it, the 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 thing is it was announced, got real popular, everybody bought their tickets. Then we all were kind of like Forbidden Door is gonna gonna be in the background for a couple months. It's gonna be fine. We're not really gonna have much of a build. And then a few in the last few weeks, it's like build time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then the show was great. And then everyone got hurt. Yep. The blood price Tony Khan had to pay for Forbidden Door was very high, but God, it, I think it may have been it, worth it. It was some. It was some. It was some Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Gato required a sacrifice. <laughs> We lost Tomohira Ishii, but we gained some random motherfucker with like that with with a big game hunting gimmick. I uh, <laughs> I've discount or at the very least a discount Adam Page gimmick. I can't really as tell. As he walked to the ring, I believe my call was and coming to the ring, the man looking desperately like he's going to be pinned. <laughs> Oh, yes, this man is about to say something about the size of my knife. I can feel it. Staring down pack uh, with the energy of a man who's about to get small packaged and pinned for three. <laughs> I like also when I look up Forbidden Door on Twitter, the top headline says, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view succeeds despite several problems. <laughs> So you remember that part in the beginning where Eddie Kingston and uh, fucking Minoru Suzuki fought? It was yeah. That. that was the highlight. That was the... Just watching... Just watching people just... Minoru Suzuki just walked around beating the shit out of people for like a solid three minutes. At one point, it wasn't even people in the match. He was just like off in the crowd slapping eight-year-olds in the face. Someone put a clip yep. of... Uh, don't... Don't... Him. Don't make him more popular with yeah me. someone put yeah. a uh put him the video on twitter of him and kana aka asuka where he just whoops the shit out of her for approximately like 30 seconds and it gets and both her partner and <clears throat> nakajima uh fucking try to like, pry him to... away <laughs> he yeah. just slaps the shit out of both of them <laughs> the great part is she booked that match Oh, yeah. She was like, but destroy me. And he obliged. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to interrupt the talk about Forbidden Door, but I just realized it wasn't Kenny you were waiting to return for, Dylan. It was Dustin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Dust came back. Dust Big came Dust back. is back. Yes, finally. Uh, oh, looking in... As dad bod as ever. Um, bless him. Bless him. Bless him. There's a great Family's thing. back together. Yeah. There's a great interview he gave with Cole Cabana years ago, I think on Art of Wrestling, <laughs> where he's like, I can't wear a singlet. If I do that, then I'm just going to stop stop trying to be in shape. And like the moment he put it on, I was like, ah, I see he's embraced. <laughs> I know it. I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I've never and seen... And he was right. Uh, uh, so there are two things. One... 
he has gotten over solely through like mannerisms and personality to I think he might have an alcohol problem given how red his nose and like face is every match. Yeah, I've thought that about oh, him a no. few times, but I'm like, ah, Chuck's we we've all got something, you know? Chuck's got his issues. Uh for me, it, no no shock it was Osprey and Orange Cassidy because like Orange Cassidy, one of the oh. best baby faces, and then Will Ospreay, a man who just looks like he needs to be punched in the face twenty four seven. I take yeah. it back. I take it back, Suzuki. That was a great moment. The, my match of the night was Zack Saber Junior. Uh, Claudio yeah. was there. It was just Zack Saber Junior. I did enjoy after the match where he got interviewed and he was like, "I was supposed to be about who the best technical wrestler was, and you're all, you were being a right cock about the whole thing." <laughs> Oh, I, I love that about that match because it's like the the original match, of course, also messed up by injury. Um, yep. Danielson, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., they were finally going to go at it. Um, and it was going to be about who the best technical wrestler was. But then it um, they had to bring in someone special special. You brought in Claudio Castagnoli. It became about and, a match about uh, who was the most Swiss and he immediately yes. kicked ass. And Zack Sabre Jr. was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best technical wrestler." And Claudio was like, "To be, to be I'm fair, uppercut you." I was gonna say, I'm "To be sweet. fair, Zack Sabre Jr. was correct. He was yes. the best technical wrestler in that match. He I absolutely do, was." I do like how they played it off, and they were like, "Okay, so he was at a massive handicap for this." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like everybody knew for months that he was showing up. Everybody knows what Zack Sabre Jr. can do. He had to prepare for. Everyone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best moment of that match is whenever Cesaro tries to, or uh, sorry, Claudio tries to put on a sharpshooter and <laughs> yeah. and he, Zach just immediately knee bars him and it's just like, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, let's try to submission hold the guy that's literally just a embodiment of submission holds. Mm-hmm. While like he was trying to he was trying to do the thing that he did and he didn't realize how bad of an idea it was. <laughs> While I'm at it, what I while I'm at it, why don't I try to squirt a puddle with a with a water bottle and see how effective <laughs> that is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Another match of the night for me was the the six man, which was Darby, Shingo, and Sting versus the Young Bucks and ELP. Just because that was just, hey, let's go fuck about for thirty minutes and have a very good time, and they did. Yes. Well, because I was watching this uh, show with uh, with my roommate. He was here. And I'm fairly certain I spent a good amount of time screaming about how old Sting was every time he did something that I was almost certain would finally be the thing that shatters his bones to dust. (laughs) Uh, It's okay, I thought he almost shattered uh, ELP's nipples with that titty twister. That was... But also... Sting no-sold titty twister. I want to put on the record of the... What's the dumbest move you've seen no-sold? That's it. Yeah. We've reached... So many things about that show were just the peak of it. I, yes. I just... I, you have to sit here and think that Sting's body is so grizzled that his nipples have actually fallen off, which is why he wears a shirt. (laughs) So it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. All right. <laughs> Visual image. Up. What was your match of the night, Blake? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I, I already said it's. Um, uh, mine is uh, actually between uh, Zack Saber Jr. and Claudio and um, uh, uh, Osprey uh, Cassidy. Okay, I just can't. That it, it's uh, they're both very hard to to 
pick between because they are both very good matches. That was a solid just hour of wrestling overall because those two hit back to back. Um, I yeah. really enjoyed the four way match as well because that was just like, hey, let's just take three boys and um, a cow doy from out west and just let them be brutal to each other for 15 minutes. Yep. I didn't know which four man you were talking about because I was like, I that one um really was good like i enjoyed that because i didn't really have any expectations the iwgp world oh, I title had expectations match, um i well expectations outside of like when it was changed and ishii wasn't there anymore yeah the title match though i kind of did and it's not that it was a bad match during it's just like that last it felt third of it, it. felt very unfocused is the way i would mm-hmm. describe it that's <clears throat> Like I said, it was going really well, and then Adam Cole's shoulder dislocated, and it kind of threw a wrench. In yeah, the Adam Cole got hurt, like, real, real obviously, and it's just like, yeah, Ugh. and the concussion hit, it was, it was bad. Uh, uh, yeah. I do like what they're doing with the All-Atlantic Championship at this point, because I like how they're just like, okay, Pac, just go around the world and wrestle motherfuckers for this belt do whatever the fuck you want and then come back with it yeah go on an odyssey Mm -hmm. which i think would be really cool like that's what me and blake were talking about during the uh forbidden door predictions which would be really cool for like just to send one person over to new japan for a year and you just Mm -hmm. slowly like hear about their exploits throughout the year and then they come back the following year to return but now on the new japan side yeah that's called an that's 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 called an excursion. Yeah, an excursion. You just yeah. Ex- you just described a young boy excursion in reverse. Yeah, yeah. But now now so, it gets to be like really cool people. Like, what's Hangman Page been doing in Japan? Let's find out in this weekly video diary. Then Moxley and Tanahashi just said, "Let's go have a main event match." Not a great one, but they had a main event level match. Main event. And, and that's the the thing is, it's like on any oh, it's one of those weird things. It's like on any other pay per view, like like that would be that would be this would have been great, a but worthy was, main event. Like this would have been worthy main event, like, worthy main event. I would put this, this pay per view. Yeah, maybe like any any normal AEW pay per view or special for the most part. Like that that's a that's a main event that I would like to see. Yeah, for Forbidden Door, I had already. I think that's the dangerous thing with making cards too good. Yeah. Is you make your card too good. I was fucking exhausted by the time the um the uh fucking uh the main event came around. Like even the the four-way match before that, I was starting to feel tired and yeah. I wasn't paying as much attention, especially after uh Cole got hurt and it just kind of got sucked the wind Boom. out of it the end there yeah. was a moment near the end i can't remember what it was i think it was a kick out of something big where i finally was like oh thank god they got me back in it because i wanted to enjoy this match yes and like the um and i think we all talked about this in the chat too the after the the brawl afterwards kind of it also kind of muddled it up even more where it's like that was uh i think we came to the consensus that was originally where claudio was supposed to like debut debut, yeah and and instead it was now just and now claudio's here again it remember f- it felt kind of du- you remember that pay-per-view that built up to a build-up for a gimmick match on a wednesday yeah it felt very like <laughs> wcw where it's just like no tune into the show please 
Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's it's they they made you pay to uh promote the free thing. Yeah, exactly. So it was Yeah. It was a little off. Also apparently uh could be work, could be shoot. Naito was just not even invited to the show. Don't know what that deal was. Uh but apparently That does seem like an oversight. All I could think is because they didn't want to step on the um Oh god, what is Rush and um Andrade? Uh, La Faction in Yeah, I wonder if it was not to step on that with having Lij coming in. I don't know. Mm. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? It will. Know. It will remain forever in the wind. Yeah, one of the thousand cursed moments to happen for Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. Don't the- worry, when Forbidden Door Two Japanese Boogaloo happens, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you can be for sure that it will be uh, probably slightly more New Japan focused, and then yeah. have yeah. American talent. I, uh, I need best. I need best friends versus someone. Mm-hmm. I uh, also blood and guts oh, happened. Yeah. I really I enjoyed this one a whole lot more than I enjoyed the first blood and guts. Like this one really seemed to live up to its name a lot more. But then again, neither of the mm-hmm. teams in the first blood and guts gimmick is entirely. We're going to make you bleed and kill you in the center of the ring. So that kind of added to yep. it. The only thing that got me out of it was when Santana was, like, legit injured. Because that made me real sad. Yeah, that was bad. Um, My favorite MVP of the match to me was to Cool Hand Ange, who at one point, to try to escape, crawled Mm -hmm. through the bars of the cage and then got punched and hung, like, downwards with blood dripping off of him. I'm like, that's a a beautiful visual. Great visual. I adored that moment. Uh, and then but, Daddy Magic by the way, afterwards cutting that promo of the year. By the yes. way, uh, Eddie Kingston's list of enemies continues to grow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Kingston addresses his enemies, and that's just the whole dynamite. <laughs> it's just like, it's a fucking talent meeting at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Tony Khan calling talent meeting, and Eddie thought all of his enemies got together to finally get him. No, it's Eddie going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and then he, like, hugs Mox, fuck you, fuck you. Uh, also, hey, Tony. Yeah, um, also, apparently, Wheeler was never supposed to actually be in the BCC. Oh, really? Well, okay, uh, Mox was on the sessions, which, by the way, read Mox. I, I just started reading his book. It's very good. The thing with Wheeler yes. was an accident, he said. I was supposed to wrestle Kendrick an hour before the show. That match isn't happening. Show starts in an hour, and Tony's like, fuck it, Wheeler, come here. So we go and have a little match. It's either before or after Brian did the big promo, and he's one of the guys. I think Brian mentioned Wheeler by name, and then it just, like, naturally happened, and then before you know it, suddenly he's in the group. So if Brian Kendrick wasn't a crazy anti-Semitic asshole... We would have never gotten Wheeler Yuta in the Blackpool Combat Club. We still might have. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he seemed it's to possible, have a plan but... very quickly. Yeah, Debray yeah. was likely very much a thing of, like, I'm still... I, I just want Lee Moriarty to have more. Yeah, Lee... He started acting more heelish now, and I'm like, good, good. Mm-hmm. Let the douchebag of a technical wrestler flow through you. I am... Because every technical wrestler, that like, great technical wrestler, has a bit of being a douchebag in them. ZSJ, like, Brian. Garcia. You gotta be... 
My favorite clip from B- Blood and Guts was, uh, I can't remember who was going in the ring. I think it was Sammy was getting into the cage, and he leans over, and Ty-, Ty gives him a kiss on the cheek, and then Daniel grabs him and kisses him, too. <laughs> oh, no, he, like, tries to as he goes by. He's trying to... While wearing a do-rag. These fuckers. Danny Garcia just- kisses the homies before we do Blood and Guts. <laughs> Do you think that um, the technical wrestler with a very smug sense of superiority is something that is that stems from Regal's influence in the past couple decades as somebody who just kind of is known for his very pompous ass attitude and really thinking he's better than anyone else? And it it comes from an overall. It comes from an overall like I think the Marshall standpoint those who are mm-hmm. brawlers are always seen as undisciplined yeah less like tr- well trained so being a technical wrestler is the highest form of discipline and training look at Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. does shit that I don't didn't know people could actually physically do yeah. with submission holds he just starts pulling limbs in like he's a goddamn black hole mm-hmm. <laughs> meanwhile Moxley just flails limbs around like he's the Tasmanian devil on coke so okay, I get it. Yes, you've described the barbarian and the rogue. Yes, exactly. Although I will say, Mox is definitely incorporating a lot more like technical shit into his repertoire. Like he's he's just holding more people's limbs in while he beats the shit out of them. <laughs> that is slightly different. Yeah, I I will. I have to say though, that is the most. If Mox, if Mox said I'm about to get technical in this match, and he actually did technical wrestling, I feel like I would be more pulled out of it than that. Yeah. Like, just watching him stretch somebody as he brutally just breaks their ribs with his fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other news, Death Before Dishonor is coming up, and Tony Khan is now slowly making Ring of Honor look good again. They've got the, <laughs> like, old logo back, which looks very good. The branding is still professional looking but it's clearly a different product versus just being aew light which i'm digging mm-hmm. yeah I still, it, I still i still dig like the ring of honor logo from like around the time of like bullet club affluence the one that the, the tribal t- the goldberg tattoo ring of honor logo <laughs> yeah it worked with the title at the time the one that mm-hmm. freaking jay lethal and like cody had yeah yeah, yeah. that one worked pretty well uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm happy that's coming back, and then we're gonna get Briscoes versus FTR too, which is gonna whoop ass from what I have been told. Hell yeah, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all have heard uh, apparently um, it's happened very quietly, but Colt Cabana has been like moved over to ROH as well, just kind of like disappeared from AEW. Yeah, wonder yeah, why. I mean, so so Samoa Joe, we could have had Samoa Joe do anything mm-hmm. in that paper. We didn't. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Think of all the cards that were held God, back you know, for that's that pay-per-view. Such a, and it was still just such a good show. It was still such yeah. a show, man. Like, yeah, shit. they played with half a deck of cards and still won. Yeah. <laughs> you got 21, I got 22. <laughs> no, you have 21, I have nine. <laughs> I still win. How? Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, times have changed. Hey, fuck, I mean, yeah, uh, Samoa Joe, I didn't even think about him on, on that Forbidden Door card, which kind of is blowing yeah, my no, mind I, right now. I need him to show up. I need him versus Kenta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I'm still sad Kenta didn't show up. Mm-hmm. That's honestly my biggest gripe about that entire pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, going back to mm-hmm. um, 
to Cabana. Yeah, like they I think tonight they kind of made it clear Cabana's gonna be moved somewhere else when the Dark Order came out to the ring and was like, the six of us aren't leaving. And it was uh Reynolds and Silver, Anna J, Uno, negative one, and ten. Which felt less of a we're still here and more of a they killed a lot of us, but we're still sticking around. We're doing what we can. <laughs> they, they killed one third of us. Yeah. On like they all just kind of look over at Reynolds, like, "How the fuck are you still here?" Oh. Thing is, is that Alex Reynolds is in the upper tier of talent in that group. Yeah, him and Silver together have some like killer combinations. They're some of my favorites. Um, you know what tag team wasn't some of my favorites and still aren't? The Authors of Pain, who are trying mm. to one-up EC3 from what I can tell. They have, <sighs> they've controlled their narrative, and they are starting their own, attempted to start their own wrestling promotion, Wrestling Entertainment Series, set to take place in Nottingham, England. Apparently, it, there wasn't... Was. Yeah, was. was. Apparently, there was... It was frantically undersold. Like, violently undersold to where they had to cancel it. Uh, but they said, we're not like any other wrestling organization. Because other wrestling organizations run wrestling shows. <clears throat> a lot of people will see that after our first show, it's going to be something that's never been seen before. It'll have a lot of different changes. We're going to have... Yeah, it'll, it'll, and it never will be seen. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have pre- and post-fight conferences. We're going to have stare-downs the night before the fights, before the matches. Now, my okay, friend... That just sounds like wrestling. My friend Cody Rhodes would like to tell you about... Doing a weigh-in before a uh, big match. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's mm -hmm. and that's, that's the kind of shit. Yeah. That's sports entertainment. <laughs> and on this match, we had Big Demo versus Dean Mutati, aka fucking Red Bull McGee. What was his name? What was his uh, WWE name? Mojo Raleigh. Ah, uh, yes. Samurai del Sol versus Lince Dorado. In the main event, they had previously also announced Nia Jax versus... Oh, God, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody in Nia Jax, and then Nia was like, I'm not fucking doing this. What are, the, what are they talking about? I'm not doing this. And then in the... Didn't they, um... Didn't they also release a uh, press release? Are you gonna get to that? I'm gonna try to find it. Um, yeah. then in the main mm -hmm. event, Alistair Overeem versus Moose. What a got fuck, Moose. what a fucking combo there. That's a fucking, holy shit, man, this card. They, and the, the thing that they released was like, along the line, it was low-key blaming the talent. Oh my god, no. <laughs> There's something like... A bunch of them canceled, and like we didn't have enough. So that's uh, who it bye. was. It was supposed to be Nia Jax versus Lana for like their women's championship. What? It's not happening. But uh, I know it's not happening. But what? Have just been told this rearranged show, which still has people advertised on their poster who aren't coming, and is being held at the ten thousand seat Motor Point Arena in Nottingham, has sold. Less than 350 tickets. That's oh. impressively bad. 
I really like what what's the By the way, does control your narrative have a championship? I never even thought about that. The way you Is there like the, ma- the... Is is there a master of controlling your narrative? Is the championship called the narrative and when you have it you actually You control are controlling your narrative? That's how you know you've successfully controlled your narrative is if you if you have the belt that means you've controlled that whole ass narrative. All right, but you know who I won't, nice. who I don't want to control, and I just want to bring into my arms and give them a big old hug. My patrons at Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. They're the people who help support this show, and they get special perks like early access to certain shows, like Fun Fiction. Every time that show gets edited, it immediately gets put on Patreon, and then the rest of you pukes have to wait until next Thursday to be able to listen to it. So you get early access, you get exclusive content, and some bonus goodies that we're gonna start working on soon. All at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Oh, thank God I don't have to think about this segment. Dylan, who are we tweeting? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see how long I could hold it out. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Was that mean? Absolutely. Yeah, why don't you uh why don't you tweet at Alex Reynolds and tell him uh tell him tell him that you don't think he belongs in Dark Horse? No, I don't I just <laughs> I think oh in the rankings. I, I, how about you? How about you put on your big boy pants? Put your money where your mouth is. Oh no, we don't want to make wrestlers dislike us. We do that by existing. How many people yeah. have followed us? Okay, let me put, let me put it this way: wrestlers that I like and don't want to be mad at me. Can we just now make this a segment where we ask Daniel Garcia how to take down various animals? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you first ask him where he buys his do-rags. Where you buy those do-rags from asking for a friend. Hashtag <laughs> P.S. P.S. How would you how would you take down an antelope? <laughs> Hashtag kiss your homies on the lips. Hashtag Danny G watch. P.S. How would you take down an antelope? <laughs> With wrestling holds. <laughs> Boys, why don't we get into our heels and baby faces of the week? Who wants to start with the bad man? Fuck. <laughs> Gun Club sucks. Billy Gunn sucks ass. That's why he's called Mr. Ass. Do we both have the same heel? Hold on. How am I the person that screams everyone loves the acclaimed at almost every point in the last year and a half, which is when the acclaimed became a thing. How did you think I wasn't taking the... I literally talked about it before the show. Before the... Before the show. You weren't coming I, on until f- five minutes yeah. before we were getting ready. I edited put the notes the- while you were... I put my heel and baby face in before you did. I watched you type yours. We honestly thought that they were from last week and we or the last time you were on the show because it's been that long. No, because my last ones were about Paul White, but they listened to me, took him off of commentary. I'm helping make the world a better place. You're welcome. Yeah, I was like, well, the gun club sucks so much ass. It's it's probably consistent that the last time we did this, Dylan hated them. No, I didn't give a shit about them before. Before they were a non-factor. Non-factor. <laughs> now, I hate them again. I hate I hate Colton and his fucking anorexic Billy Gun looking face. 
I hate Austin Gunn and his sleeve tattoo of shitty cowboys. Hate the gun club. Also, Austin Gunn looks like a very big toddler because of his incredibly receding hairline. God, he ate, how the fuck did that guy age so quickly? Because he looks like 10 years older from the last time I, I saw it's him. It's because he stopped wearing the bandana that hid the fact that he has an eight yeah. head. Episode. That was... He hoganed it. He hoganed that bandana up for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I think with me, and that he is also my heel of the face, heel of the week as well. It's just the fact that I was the heel of the face. It's the fact that I was like I. There was something just so exciting about a story where the acclaimed were so charming that they were able to steal a man's whole ass dad, and then them go, <laughs> and then them being like, "No, actually, it's just what you've seen before." I'm like, "Okay, fuck you, then, daddy ass." Daddy ass, no. Yeah. <laughs> Does Blake have an actual heel, since we're just bullshitting right now? I, just, uh, I am very excited, because now we get, like, babyface acclaimed. And it, yes. They won't oh, beat yeah. them, but it would be really fun to see babyface acclaimed, like, go against the Bucks to, to a pay-per-view. I'd like to see them get something a little bit bigger. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd like them to actually have the titles. How are you that over for that long? Yeah. You get nothing. Yeah, nothing. I feel like... How do you, you got, they got over by just, just insulting the shit out of people and screaming city names for the last 18 months. They're like if the New Age Outlaws were clever, which is why that's Billy's how, so jealous. Yep. It's also, that's just how John Cena got over in the first place. Mm-hmm. That and having ridiculously huge biceps. Man, yep, and the man's got the thickest arms in the business. Who was it that was say, that posted on Reddit earlier today, or that from a um, from an interview? It's like, oh uh, he, no, that was Cameron Grimes. He wore a triple XL. Yep, yep. Cameron Grimes. And it was tied he on his arms. His shirt, <laughs> and he had to know. He had to know. Uh, yes, my my heel of the the week is an actual heel because fuck man, Christian's going hard. My fucking just, man. This, this is this is this is TNA. This is peak TNA Christian. This, this is one hundred percent peak TNA Christian. This is the Christian that's going there. Yes. But, of his first fucking heel turn promo, or his first promo after becoming heel, he's just insulting the man for having a dead dad. Then he's then he's then, then he's try then he's hitting on the guy's mom. Well, it's so good. It's like I, I'm telling you, my name's Christian. Name drops Marco stunt. Then he, remember Marco. Apparently, what happened uh, to Marco? Apparently, Marco did not take kindly to that because Marco did not understand. Like, what, I guess Marco was like, "No, I I just had a different role." It's like, no. It, in my opinion, I can't remember if I talked about this on the show or not, but like the reason he brought up Marco in my mind was like, Jungle Boy is so fucking popular that he can, Mar- people will forget you in months. Lucha. Oh yeah, remember Marco? Yeah, remember Marco? Marco. He's gone. Like, so I remember what happened one. to him. Yeah. No, no yeah. one else does. But they threw him off the Jericho cruise and left him. He swam to justice. Yep. And that's the he, way uh, that I took it as well. So I'm glad that's. And then he just showed up and just straight up. F- I haven't seen Jeff Hardy get that roasted since Samoa Joe told him to act like act like it was an AA meeting and let other people oh, talk. Dude, he just oh. went off. I guess. It's, fuck, Christian's man. So good. So God. good. 
Kai, it, I was, was waiting. Babyface Christian sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, heel Christian is where it's at, man. But like heel Christian, he I I'm I didn't know if Matt Hardy like went through a table or into a coffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the end of that, they because he was murked, dead. They murked that man. <laughs> I love the oh. moment though where he was like, "Look, um." You're literally doing the thing I was doing a few months ago. But no, I'm sorry about that. Now I feel real bad about it. And I'm a real sad boy about the whole thing. No, you're fuck you, Matt. <laughs> fuck you. No, you're not, Matt. Why is private you're- party still hanging out on dark and yet you're here? <laughs> I don't get it. Matt, two, watches. Man. two watches. Two watches. <laughs> two watches. Yep. All right, uh, but no, Christian's been fucking killing it. It's only been like this the, each week, every week, every week since his heel turn has just been something new and good. And oh, that I've reminded me why had Christian to he hasn't Christian. wrestled a match in months. Yeah, yeah, he don't need to. He's got a big dinosaur to do his dark deeds for him. Which I love that they they kept the character. They were like, we could just take your mask off, but also you could just be an evil dinosaur. It's okay. like he like. It's like he dipped the mask in the fires of Mordor itself, and they came out looking like a fucking evil demon. I'd love if they changed his name to Evil Saurus. <laughs> He's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already have Evil Uno. You can only have one. And you have Dan House. Oh, very yes. evil. No, right. we have too much evil on this roster. <clears throat> so let's get into our baby faces then. Everyone loves the <laughs> It's true. All right, thank we you. We really do. It's true. Uh, so, do you want to talk about the acclaimed, or is this just part of your bit? Because I do have an acclaimed I mean, story. Oh, is it the part where uh, Bowen's wingman for uh, for Caster trying to uh, to hook up with uh, Damwa? No, I thought you were gonna say MJF too, uh, but no, 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 no. Somebody tweeted like, "Who would you like to have? Like, what wrestler would you like to have lunch with?" And there's, I forget her first name, but there's a a woman that's been appearing on Dark something Dambois, uh, who is just the the thickest lower built woman I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but Caster <laughs> was like her, and she was like, "For real?" He was like, "Yeah, let's go out." She's like, should I? And just Bowen's underneath that with a big, like, close-up of his face. And it's just all caps. Yes! <laughs> no, uh, That's how you wingman uh, right there. That's how you take notes. <laughs> so that happened as well. But no, this is uh, when Bowen's was on Talk is Jericho. And Jericho asked about the scissoring. And Bowen said, it is simply a sign of our friendship and nothing more. It came up organically. A lot of things about us have all been organic, which is great. I hit my pose on Dark one time where I put my hand down to make it look like an A. Then Max just came from behind and he tried to catch me with the scissor. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> then they asked us... I remember t- <laughs> that exact moment. <laughs> he goes, in the, in the beginning, I was super safe. They actually tried to ask us to stop doing it for a bit but then i think max tried to milk my fingers once which was even worse so they're like just go back to the scissoring <laughs> but i knew we were onto something with the entire front row had their hands out and they were yelling bowen scissor me yeah yeah scissor me <laughs> cut back to like 10 years ago where daniel bryan's yes chance taking over and it's like wow can any wrestling trend be weirder than just yelling yes over and over again? 
Yeah, uh, you could just start scissoring your friends in public. <laughs> yeah, you could just start asking random people also wearing a claim, scissor me! Ah! <laughs> yeah, that. By the way, I want you to know, this is the epitome of when people are like, wrestling fans are weird. Like, like we can't, there's no, we can't argue against mm-hmm. that. We can't be like, this is art, and also do scissor me, daddy ass. Those can't exist on the same spectrum, I'm sorry. My, uh, I did teach my my daughter how to <laughs> how to do it. I love that both of them retweeted it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Ripley is now infamous between the two, between the uh, the acclaimed. Uh, so my actual uh my actual baby face outside of the acclaimed uh, is the House of Black, who I bring up pretty frequently as as my baby face of the week, just because they're they they're. They're just good. They don't. They don't get enough. Like they, like they feel like they should have some championship. But it's that weird thing of like, it's like the Undertaker, where it's like Malachi Black doesn't need a championship. He feels like he should have one. But when he shows up, you're just like, no, I could see him challenge Moxley next week, and I'd be like, oh, there's a chance. He can get it. Yeah. Oh, the could. moment. I uh, doubt it. The moment they're like Brody versus Mox. I'm like, if this leads to House of Black versus Blackpool Combat Combat Club. That will that will be a brutalistic match. Uh, oh yeah, I can't wait until fucking uh, Julia mists goddamn William Regal in the face. Yeah. And sells it like sells it like he's been shot. Mm-hmm. Just falls down on the ground in pain. <laughs> yeah, no, the, I I've really enjoyed. They've been kind of just like burner, like quietly very good for a very long time. I'm waiting for the moment to happen. Uh, They're super over, though. Oh, like, yeah. Like, any time the lights go out and the flag shows up, it was like... <gasps> like They're me. I was... Her. I'm people. I want you to know I'm people. What's uh, Murphy Jul- been up to? I feel like I haven't seen Murphy in a while. Uh, he's had, uh, he's had matches here and there. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. He murdered someone on Dark a couple of weeks ago. It was, it was satisfying. Okay, hell he, yeah. Well, actually, no. So this sounds... This sounds so... T- he and uh, Brody were on an episode of, uh, of Dark, along with Julia, who was wearing what can only be described as just a blazer that had, like, uh, latches in the front and, yeah. like, clearly no shirt underneath. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, ah, we're, we're, we've graduated from fucking, like, cheerleader to, like... S&M. Vix- no, like, vixen business casual, because <laughs> she had, like, dress slacks on, too. She needs new gear for when she wrestles because it's currently just like if you, it's just a it's just a goth cheerleader outfit. It's literally like the same thing. Yeah, but she's just way more violent, and it's amazing. It's Hell yeah, amazing! I gotta check that out. Uh, well, I was kind of thinking mine would be the main event here, but Blake's still getting his internet back situated, so I'll go next. And um. <sighs> God, he's fucking back, and I'm so happy. Claudio Castagnoli is back on my screen, and I'm so fucking happy. I literally cried. I'm not... I was like, nope, it's fucking happening. My boy, I... I did not realize how much I loved Claudio Castagnoli until this weekend hit, and I went, oh shit, no, he is one of my favorites, isn't he? He's... he's, he's, he's is he your bottom boy? I... That, I don't... Claudio's so good that I don't consider him a boy any anyway, even though I guess he would technically be a boy at this point. Technically, listen, him and Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Prime, prime boy material. Full, full boy situation. Full boy. Full boy situation, yeah. 
Never going to win a world title, either of them. Sorry. Let me tell you that now. I don't know. I think Eddie, not now, but give it like a slow burn. They've got to put the belt on him at some point, just with how vicious I, this fan base is. I, I, I feel like if so, if Punk comes back, if Punk beats Moxley, then Eddie beats Punk. Yes, I, I was either going to say that or MJF beat. It's either going to be one of the first two people to call out Punk that <laughs> beats Punk. It's going to be one of them at this point. But uh, yeah, Claudio returned. He had a kick-ass match with ZSJ and then proceeded to go on to Blood and Guts, which had a very enthralling ending, in my opinion. I think Eddie not getting that victory kind of helps the story more than anything. And also, I liked this week where he was like, hey, uh, big ups to everyone on that team, including Claudio. I'm a fucking grown-up. I can accept these things. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking love you, Eddie Kingston. Uh, but yeah, Claudio's back. Claudio's phenomenal. I hope he gets to tell plenty of dad jokes on the on the roster. Um, I'm reading Mox's book right now, and every like few pages or so, you'll just stop and instead of writing anything, Mox is just like, "Here's a joke Claudio told me once. Here's a funny goof from Claudio." Uh, and then he had one during like the Blackpool Combat Club promo, the Blood and Guts promo earlier. It was, um, "You can call me the mailman." Because Claudio always delivers. I was like, fuck you. I love you so much. Yeah, he's it's weird to see him in tights. Oh, I didn't consider. Yeah, they are. I mean, like they're shorter. They're like compression short things almost. But yeah, so it's a little bit off, but I don't mind it. I think it fits him a little bit more. He always kind of had more athletically based gear, like just shit he would wear at the gym. So I, I dig it. Claudio's back. Blake's waiting on his modem to restart. Do you want me to go and then you guys just like, have a buddy-buddy? <laughs> you just want me to leave? Oh, hey! Oh, hey! I'm back! <laughs> there we go. Okay. Who's your baby face? Uh, my baby face is Kid Bandit, because they're great. They're just a great person. Um, they had a... Uh, first of all, they released their... Um, Highlight reel for the last year, um, which is very good. And yeah. Bandit also uh, had something to say about the the whole Buff Bagwell shit, if y'all, we didn't really talk about it. Yeah, um, I kind of wanted to, but then I just didn't, because it was a weird situation overall that I don't have all of the pieces of yet. Yeah, so from what has come out so far, I'll just get to the, like, the basics, is that... Uh, Buff Bagwell had somebody who um, essentially was tweeting for him and um, was running his Twitter and was a very uh, positive uh, and uplifting person that was running his Twitter. Yeah. Wait, but was I, using... I was fixing to say, on, on the whole, not bad. It's not a bad thing to yeah. have someone running your Twitter account, but be no, open to that. Yeah, yeah, whereas uh, Bagwell was not so open with it, and then it kind of came out, the person who was running the account left, and, um, you know, Bandit uh, had something very, very nice to say, like, it sucks, we all got deceived, um, but, uh, you know, I'm glad it was airing more on the side of wholesome than often seen bitterness we usually expect, uh, it turns out that, like, it, it, the um, the account itself was positive, uplifting, and wholesome um, for when it was here and when it was what it was. And 
those positive experiences should not be diminished because of what we found out, even though it was a shitty situation. So it's always like it's um, it sucks, but it's good. And I just I always like that kind of take, you know? Yeah, I I have to I respect somebody who is able to um, pull out a silver lining, even though there is a shit sandwich in the cloud. Yeah, I mean, like for me, the upsetting thing about it, well, a also that non once again million asterisks in the air. This is not confirmed or anything like that. But then they were like the person running the account was a possible like predator and stuff like that. Like that's when I started getting uncomfortable. But for me, it was a matter of like buff story. I'm sure for like you as well. Like kind of became. Uh, an inspirational type thing of this 56 year old guy from the south who last year was like trump's one of the best presidents we've ever had to be able to then come forward and be like i was an idiot i'm trying to get better uh and then be very supportive of the lgbtq community and then for then it just to be like oh no that's just a guy i hired for my campaign to make me look better like that's a little yeah but what but once again we don't fully know if that it may, maybe buff is coming around in real life and is translating it through this person but yeah it's it's a whole thing but kid has been phenomenal lately kid's been getting too much shit on twitter in my opinion from a bunch of people yes uh, i'm got, glad got, that um I also mean, kid bandit also was going to retire at one point so yeah there was that that saga which i am glad um did not come to pass and i'm glad that um uh, they the said better... something earlier to the effect of they're getting out so i i don't know yeah um it seems like it's kind of in a nebulous place although the better angels of um of people's nature kind of won out because there was a lot of positive um affirmations of kid bandit because uh kid bandit's not somebody who i want to see leave wrestling because they are such a great and unique talent that like i mm-hmm. the well, wrestling would be less without kid bandit yeah i mean also like i don't want to talk about their personal life they're going through shit they're having to like literally change their entire wrestling style because of certain things and like that's something that takes years of shit to do like you can kind of you can slowly watch as guys like Jericho have to evolve their style as they get older and change shit. So like to literally after just a year of training, be like, all right, now all the shit you usually do, don't do it anymore, and that fucking sucks. Yep. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I remember, um, I uh, you know, you, you talked about Jericho. Another story of that was um, how uh, Steve Austin had to change his style completely after his neck got fucked. Yeah, like. Stone Cold was a brawler, not because he was a bad wrestler. He used to be a very good wrestler, but mm-hmm. he fucked his neck up, and he couldn't do intense shit like that anymore. I like watching the small things, like uh, with Punk when he started coming back. You know, his big thing was the running knee into the corner, into the bulldog. Well, a bulldog mm-hmm. requires you to land on your ass multiple times, and it hurts like shit. So Punk said, what if I just fucking clothesline him? And so that's all well, he also, does. he also... He also had that uh, cyst thing, thing, yeah. That, that, that cyst thing, and he was just like, had to stop doing that. <laughs> that was a really bad that idea. That sucked. <laughs> All right, well, we've got our heels, we got our baby faces out. What'd you guys learn this week? I've learned nothing. Mm-hmm. Did you not listen to me for the last however I, Nothing, ever. <laughs> Changes for the week. I've learned there that the... <laughs> 
the saddest four words heard before tragedy were scissor me daddy ass daddy. <laughs> uh i learned that the key to getting uh dylan to come back to us groveling for more is uh chuck taylor yep sexy chucky T, baby chuck. sexy chucky T. where can people find you on the internet uh, you at can find sexy chucky T. there we there go it is. <laughs> Actually, yeah, at Sexy Chucky T. I don't know if you have the stream pulled up, Dylan, but it currently does have me and Blake's Twitter handles, and then yours just says the Dylan, and that's it. <laughs> Good. Put his Twitter handle on. Uh, that, I've been telling people to subscribe to him for forever. <laughs> God, Chuck can- Taylor. Chuck Taylor is my boy. He gets drunk and watches Wrestle Kingdom, then deletes every tweet in the morning. It's exclusive. Yep. It's so good. Right. He didn't do. He hasn't done it the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But now that now that the forbidden door happened, he can do it again. <laughs> oh my boy! I was hoping he would drunk text forbidden door, but I guess he was backstage, <laughs> so he couldn't. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S E O T T Y E M O. Check out all the other podcasts from fun fiction to the weird. The actual play TTRPG podcast where me and Megan Danger hunt ghosts and shit. It's real fun, and you can find it at jointheweird.com. Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. You can go check out Mega Ran um, anywhere where you can get fine, fine video game-themed hip-hop music. You know what's fucked is a couple of days ago, I was like, man, the applications for uh, attending professional at Dragon Con are coming up. I don't know. I guess I'm not going to go to Dragon Con this year. Cut to two weeks later and Mega Ran announces he's going to Dragon Con this year. And I'm like, damn it! Uh, Son of a bitch! He's one of the few people that could get me to go down to Atlanta. Yeah. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Danny Garcia. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs>